Hey, welcome to the Race to Alaska podcast, The Daily Fix. My name is Daniel Evans, race boss for Race to Alaska. Let's get at it. Today in Ketchikan was boring for the Race to Alaska. No boats showing up at all. We're not going to see anything until, well, the day you're listening to this podcast because we have two boats that, well, they looked like they were duking it out, the Adventurists and Sistership coming back from a break that happened down in Comox with their dagger board. Word on the street is that when they hauled out in, in Comox, they saw something was wrong with it and that maybe they replaced it with plywood. But I don't know. That's just rumor. Total rumor. I thought it would be a duel. That they'd be just going back and forth, back and forth. But right now, it looks like the Harmony 22, which is the Adventurists, are going to take it. Going to be ahead. Right now, they look hours and hours ahead. So we'll see what happens. You'll probably know before you even listen to this podcast, because they should come in kind of early morning. That's my guess, at least. I don't know. So I want to take this time to talk about North to Alaska. I had an interview with them down at the Ketchikan Yacht Club. Fantastic place down there, by the way. And I want to remind you, though, that this is a team of five. Their ages are 18, 19, just turned 21, actually in Victoria, right before the race start. Some father age, don't know what that is. And then the captain of this team is 17. He turned 17 in May. I just want you to know that I'm telling you their age because there's so much out there about the wasted youth of the smartphone era. But these are a bunch of young men that are putting together experiences that old folks would be jealous about. And they came hurtling north on an aluminum sharpie. I looked into aluminum sharpies. I don't know of anyone that exists, actually. But I had a chance to sit down with them and ask a couple questions, listen to them tell some great stories. Hey, I also got to remind you that I was not hired for my editing podcast skills. And so, go easy on me on this one. I had to make some cuts that were kind of rough. All right, thanks. And I'll play that for you now. Here we go. To Alaska, go north. We're sitting here with Team North to Alaska, got in yesterday, got the whole team here, Greg, Sean, Malachi, River, and the Captain Henry, and I thought we'd just take take this opportunity to hear a little bit about the trip, but just as a background, just so everyone knows, this was, well, Henry, can you just tell the Genesis story of how this came about, and maybe why? Yeah, so the first year that the Maritime Discovery Program was being offered at Port Townsend High School, like I was one of the pilot students there, and the first assignment we had was for the inaugural Race to Alaska. It was 2015, just started. And uh, we were supposed to make a float plan for a team that we designed and a boat that we would choose to use. Ever since that assignment, I took it home to my dad. I'm like, we should do this race. All right, so as you and your dad kind of got the whole idea started, right? He excited us both. He came home excited and got me excited. Yeah. yeah. It was my senior project, and I wanted to involve other high schoolers in that project and seniors that were graduating and bring them into the maritime world and maybe kids that weren't really involved in this stuff most of the time. And River was like a perfect candidate. He was a good friend of mine, and I knew he was tough, but he didn't know much about boats. So... Yeah. Well, I, I, I had the dumb strength expertise. Running. <laughs> Good. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think we should thank all the mentors that we had and the oh. sponsors that we had along the way. This project would not have been possible 
without nausea, shamenti, and Ooh. Force 10 sales because it is a community-based project and we're supposed to connect with the maritime world. That was my goal. Mm -hmm. And I think we really achieved that with her help. Yeah. And yeah. Bob at Admiral Ship Supply, he yeah. gave us the best hats. Kept us alive. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They were part of, it. Part of our <laughs> secret. Yeah. Uh, EC Phillips paid for some of our dry suits. So what's, what's everyone like... You know, the pro act. What do they bring in? What do y'all bring into the table for the team? We wouldn't have been able to do this race until Sean got on board. So, Sean, talk about your expertise. Uh, I don't know. I just, I've been sailing for quite a while. And, uh, yeah, I feel like I'm a good sailor. These guys didn't really know anything about sailing. so <laughs> I just built a boat and sailed and I didn't know how to use it. So, I could row, but I needed a sailing master. We were clueless. Yeah, and, and he's a very good sailor. And Malachi proved to be a very good sailor, also. Yeah. So between the two of them, we 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 had a lot of talent we, that we completely lacked. <laughs> um, Greg and Henry, what do you think you brought to the team? We reined in the unbridled youth. <laughs> <laughs> that was my job. <laughs> yeah. but, I, but as the captain, I had I had him as my counselor, and then as the captain. Together, we made sure we made the right calls throughout the duration of this trip. And it, it was proven time and again that we made the right calls when these other guys maybe would have pushed the boat too hard and would have put us at risk. So that was our role. <laughs> they got a lot better. I watched them mature. Yeah. During the whole trip, I watched them mature and start to temper their enthusiasm with a little common sense. And they, start, yeah. they, and started, very, they started very encouraging. our sails before yeah. the camp. <laughs> they started was, getting was, more cautious. We I watched them grow up right before my eyes. Yeah. <laughs> when the wind would come in, we'd, we'd ride the gale all the way until it was gale. <laughs> and we'd sail into Anchorage going seven knots with half the jib up. <laughs> and Mother Nature would just kick us right into where we needed to hide. She was good to us. She was yeah. good to us. Yeah, she really was. We got lucky. When we came out of Port Harvey, we thought the wind wasn't going to be as strong as it was. And we were we yeah. were positive that it was going to be fine when we went out. Yep. And we go out, we have all our sails rigs, no, no, no reefs. <laughs> and we're sailing down. It's incredibly windy. We're going like 12... We're going really fast. Yeah. <laughs> like, it feels like the rudder's about to break. We're going all speed. It's bending so much. Yeah. And a wave comes from our stern and, like, washes over it. I, we almost capsized. We were, oh, really? We were pretty close. Mm. And then we're like, all right. When this happens, the whole, we spin the whole boat around. We let all our sails out. It's yeah. just scary. And then it's we're spooky. like, we're yeah. like, all right, all right. And it just... Everyone just like drops the sails. Like no one, no one says drop the sails. They just all it's instinctive. Except the jib stays up, so we just we just keep going downwind on the jib. Six knots. Six yeah. knots on Seven, the jib. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And so, it sounds like you did that a number of times. Once like, we saw it work several times. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> There's more times than not that you choose to work than like, sleep. than sleep or stay idle because it gets so cold or oh right yeah yeah, yeah or the sleeping conditions like, the cold was a constant getting, enemy getting cold yeah. oh yeah it was a constant enemy yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah we barely had enough stuff to survive it really yeah, yeah really hey did you do anything different between like say leading up to Seymour Narrows and then after Seymour Narrows we got favorable currents instead of yeah. unfavorable currents is that it yeah. that's it because we rode through all those oh. little inlets whether it was. It was pushing against us or with us, and it's it's pretty heartbreaking to be rowing for six hours at a time. Going like half a half a knot, knot. <laughs> especially when you have yeah. the Garmin just sitting there, like mm. point showing seven you, five <laughs> mocking you these guys. <laughs> 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 oh, just row hard and try to get. Oh, you idiot! Just row. one knot, guys. 
One of the things people are really interested in the race in general is what team dynamics were like out there. How did it evolve, or what was it like? What was it like out there as a team? We did a lot of arguing. Yeah. But at the end of the day, we all high fived each other and gave each other hugs. Yeah. (laughs) The arguments never developed any real animosity. Yeah. Yeah. We knew that we were all tired and wet and cold and uncomfortable and pissed Mm -hmm. off, Mm -hmm. but we weren't we weren't mad at each other. We were just like pissed off, and it would seem like we were pissed off at each other, but we were just mad about mad about the situation. (laughs) (laughs) And we all knew that, and it's that's the important thing is it really is the character and trait in all of us that we don't take anything personal. And I think that probably stems from all of us being on the water with other people a lot, where you're in that situation. We all have our different backgrounds, so it's we're not all bringing the same ideas to the situation. Yeah. Yeah. Do you have like bivy sacks to sleep in or anything? So we what we did is when we put into Victoria, we bought survival bags, but only two of them because my dad and I we didn't have sleeping bags. The other guys brought theirs, but it ended up being those were the only things that could keep you warm enough when they were wet. That's what I mean. everybody's yeah. sleeping bags. Those things saved us. Really? So you can everybody's call sleeping bags was soaking warm. wet. Yeah. Uh-huh. And we only yeah. had two of them in the fridge. Survival bags. And the tarp. Yeah. Tarp. The tarp. The tarp. Oh yeah. Important things. We're talking a nice blue tarp. No, brown tarp. So brown. Silver and brown. Heavy duty. Yeah. Nice. Bring a tarp over you when it's raining. I never had a sleeping bag. I just slept in my dry suit. But that tarp was a lifesaver. Mm-hmm. Yeah, curling up in the bow on top of all the dry bags, and you could hear the the spray of the sea just bouncing on top of you. And you thank God for this brown tarp. <laughs> <laughs> when I was sleeping once, we were going down the strait, and we'd been waiting for this gale to kick in for like several hours. <laughs> so I was just trying to get some sleep in the front of the bow, and everything's fine. And I walk out because they're like, "Guys, we're gonna take down the tent." I come out there, Malachi's on the Malachi's on steering the ship. And I look around, you can't see five feet in front of you. And there's, it's just like, there's a storm. The boat is rushing forward at like, it's just a race car. It's just like, I, I've never seen anything like that. We're so. doing eight knots. The boat's ready to capsize. Everything is just going to hell. And the tent's still up. We got to break the tent down. <laughs> yeah, just the gale that was six hours late. Gale number three in this race. That's yeah. the only time we set up the tarp as a tent. And we were loving yeah. it because it was pouring down rain. And oh, it was yeah. so nice to get out of the rain. And then the gale hits and our boat's like not ready. <laughs> yeah, right. Well, I saw some pictures. I think they were north of Cape Caution. Of you all, and maybe it was film that I saw, but uh, you had your sails up. I think you were shirtless and rowing. And the swells, though, like from the camera's angle, you all would just disappear. (laughs) Come back up, you're all, yay! The media team, they came and did an interview with us at Cape Caution. We were out in the sound, and they came Mm -hmm. and... Hardly any wind. Had to roll. Oh, it was terrible, because all the other boats were getting just enough wind to sail right by us. You got a favorite moment out there you want uh, to share? Like, I really enjoyed sailing through Seymour Narrows at 1 a.m. <laughs> I mean, the current was with yeah. us. It was just beautiful night, just mm-hmm. tacking back and forth through with the current. It was just amazing. We were going 12 knots at some points in oh, the yeah. current. And, really? Yeah. Yeah, we're going to Bella Bella. You know, we had to get we had to buy a battery. And, oh, and, Bella Bella, yeah. And uh, like we shut up at midnight. midnight. <laughs> we shut up at midnight. And all these people came down to the dock, and they were looking at the boat. I flagged down some people in a car, my husband and wife, and asked because we were looking for the dock, the fuel dock guy, because he had batteries. 
and they drove me all around town looking for him because his truck wasn't at his house. Really? So I said, well, maybe he's at his daughter's house. So they drive over there, but maybe he's here. And they were driving all around town, and finally the guy looks and says, I think he's down at the fuel lock. <laughs> so we drive down there. Somebody else had already told him we were looking for really? a battery. You're kidding. Uh-huh. And it was like a midnight. Yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh, we got the battery, it was midnight. Uh-huh. We got there about 10 o'clock. He's like, got to keep up the business. It's great. Everybody we know that we run into out there comes together like racers or people on the beach. With the northern lights are running wild in the land of the midnight sun. Yes, Sam McCord was a mighty man. Instead of high bars in your culture, I think it's really, really impressive. Um, and, and just the fact that, like, starting with an idea, building a boat, assembling a crew, an open boat nonetheless, and doing it in the time you did is, is badass. The, the mask came out of your backyard? Yeah. 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 Well, we stole one from the neighbor, but we <laughs> delete that. <laughs> the second mask came from the neighbor's yard. <laughs> I'm just, I'm psyched y'all did the race. Hmm. Yeah, I'm, I'm kind of impressed uh, uh, with with how we did it because I mean, we could have had rowing stations, we could have had pedals and all that stuff. But I'm really glad we did it just the way we did it in that boat. Yeah, you know what I mean. Mm-hmm, just mm-hmm. Without all the fancy gizmos. It was bare, it was bare bones badass. Yeah. As he mushed through the snow With the northern lights running wild In the land of the midnight sun Yes, Sam McCord was a mighty man in the You can follow it all at r2ak.com This is Daniel Evans, Race Boss for Race to Alaska.